Welcome, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me today. I have some great things to share with you, so I want to encourage you to give me your undivided attention for the next 25 to 30 minutes. And I believe, praise God, as you hear what I have to share with you from uh, the Word of God, it is going to make a powerful impact in your life. I'm going to take you into our Heritage of Faith Christian Center service right here in Crowley, Texas. I'm the founding pastor. Justin Bridges is the uh, senior pastor. And uh, occasionally I get to speak in my own church, not too often because I'm gone all the time. But I had the privilege of speaking this uh, particular Sunday, and I was talking about our covenant-keeping God. I want to encourage you to watch it now as you begin to learn how that God is a faithful covenant-keeping God. I want to lay the foundation here from Psalm 89 and verse 1. It says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to every generation. God is faithful. Say that with me. My God is faithful. Say it again. My God is faithful. And the Bible says in Psalm 89, 34, I love this verse, one of my favorite verses. It says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. That's God's pledge to us. He will never break covenant. Whatever God has promised in His covenant, then as they say, you can take it to the bank, praise God. God is a covenant-keeping God. God is a faithful God. Find out what His covenant says about you and what it says about your life, what God wants to do for you, and what God will do with you. And once you find it, then know this, God is faithful and He never breaks covenant. So I'm going to take you into the service now, watch it closely, and then at the end I'll be back with some closing remarks. Open your Bibles, if you will, first of all, to 2 Chronicles chapter 20 this morning. I got a lot to cover, so stay with me. And uh, make a notation of the verses. Go back and study them again. Of course, we record all the services here, so you might want to get a copy of it. Second Chronicles chapter 20, and what I want to talk to you about this morning is refusing to accept defeat. Amen. Refusing to accept defeat. Our theme is making winners in life. Amen. Amen. And I'd like to say that if you stick around long enough, you will become a winner. Yes, Pastor Justin preaches on winning. I preach on winning. Everybody stands in this pulpit preaches on winning. Come on. Amen. We don't have a losing mentality. Right. We don't have a failure and defeat mentality. Amen. We don't allow people to stand in this pulpit who do. Yes. That's right. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to be winners in life. He wants the prophetic word to come to pass in your life. Amen. And it will come to pass if you'll just apply basic Bible principles. Now, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and the children are, are, and also other beside the Amorites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Look at verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all of the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem 
in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God, our fathers are, are not loud. Let me say it. Let me repeat it. O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? If Moses had been Texan, he'd have said it a little differently. <laughs> he'd have left out all those thou's and arts. Art not thou our God? Or Jehoshaphat would have said it different. Art not thou our God? Who, didn't, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. Now drop down to verse 12. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Notice when you don't know what to do. I said, notice when you don't know what to do. When it looks like it's not coming to pass and you don't know what to do, then I would strongly suggest you follow this example. Keep your eyes on God. I learned a long, long time ago from Brother Copeland back in the, oh, 1970 or so, that when it looks like things are not working, don't run from God, run to God. When it looks like things are not working, don't run from the word, run to the word. Amen. So notice he said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, he went on to say, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Now notice when they didn't know what to do, then they sought the Lord. They kept their eyes on God. They didn't give up. They didn't say it's not working. They didn't say, well, that's not likely to ever come to pass in my life. It might work for Brother Jerry, but it's not working for me. No, that's not what they did. They kept their eyes on God. And then one of them, the spirit of God came upon and he began to prophesy. And notice he went on to say, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you. Now notice what happened. They kept their eyes on God. They wouldn't give up. They wouldn't, they wouldn't cave in to the pressure. The spirit of God showed up, spoke a rhema from God. Amen. That's the order. Don't give up. Keep your eyes on God. The Holy Ghost will show up and he'll give you a rhema. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Now, it may not come in the next five minutes. It may not come in the next hour. But what else have you got to turn to? Amen. So say it with me. Don't give up. Keep your eyes on God. Wait for the Holy Spirit to show up. And listen for the rhema. Now, the rhema is a specific word from God. Yes. Amen. Amen. An oracle from God. God's instructions on what to do. And so the Spirit of God began to say through this man, 
that they were not to give up, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Now notice that was the word from the Lord. And the bottom line is, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Verse 17, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. They stood up in verse 19 to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And then notice in verse 20, the latter part. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Now, two major instructions. This came from the Spirit of God. This was the rhema. Believe in the Lord your God and believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. Now, the Amplified says, remain steadfast. Even if it looks like nothing's working, remain steadfast. Steadfast means to be marked by a firm determination. A firm determination. Amen. I love in the New Testament where the Bible says, Jesus set his face like flint to go to Jerusalem. In other words, like the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. When you've done everything to stand, keep standing. What if nothing's working? Keep standing. What if nothing's working after I stood? Keep standing. God's got a one-track mind. You can't wedge anything between stand, stand. Having done all to stand, stand. Look at your neighbor and say, having done all to stand. Stand. You know, if you've been doing this as long as I have, 50 years now, you become an expert in the art of standing. Amen. I don't know quit. I said, I don't know quit. I used to be a quitter, but that was BC, before Christ came into my life. Amen. And before I learned the word of God. But quitting is not an option. You've heard me say it many times. Quitting is not an option. People give up too quickly today. Amen. There are people have been to every church in this city one time or another. Amen. They're looking for the perfect church. One guy told me, I'm looking for the perfect church. Well, I told him. It was actually it was a woman. I said, well, ma'am, when you get there, it won't be perfect anymore. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because she just went from one place to another. That's not perfection. <laughs> Amen. I remember Fred Price was with us one time, and, and this lady came up to Brother Price and said, Oh, Brother Price, you know, uh, I, I love your ministry. I love Brother Jerry's ministry, Brother Copeland's ministry, Brother Hagin's ministry. And, and, and I go to churches all over this city. I, I've been to Bob Nichols' church. I've been to Harold Nichols' church. I've been to this church. I've been to that church. And I think she really thought he was going to say, wow, you're one of the greatest Christians I've ever met. He looked at her with this stern look and said, you're no good to anybody, are you? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Uh, Fred said that. I didn't say that. Fred said that. <laughs> Amen. Well, that's true. I mean, I don't understand people constantly giving up, constantly moving from one place to another. They don't, they don't stay where God plants them. Stay firm on what God has said. The Amplified Bible says, hold your ground. Hold your ground. In other words, don't ever give up and refuse to accept defeat. Now, did all this do them any good? The Bible says in verse 25, and when Jehoshaphat and the people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches, along with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. Notice, if you will not give up, the God that is more than enough will show up. Hallelujah. He won't just bless you. He will bless you abundantly, super abundantly. Can you say amen? More than you can carry away. Now go to 2 Kings for a moment. 2 Kings And look at verse 7. Then Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Now notice in each one of these stories, the word of the Lord is really the focus. Amen? The word of the Lord. What did the Bible tell us in 2 Chronicles? Believe in the Lord your God and believe in his prophets that you may become established and that you will prosper. Amen. Then said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gates of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Now, that's what unbelief will get you. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Notice, in the natural, this looked impossible because the city is surrounded. Even the rich have nothing to eat. They've cut off all the supply lines. The enemy is just waiting for them to, to reach their weakest point and then overtake them. And so in the natural, this is impossible. And the prophet stands up and says, thus saith the Lord tomorrow. Well, no wonder this man said, that is not likely to happen. I don't believe that. Amen. And he said, you'll see it, but you won't partake of it. There'll be people in this room and there are people in this room already who will see marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And they'll experience them. Then there are other people that will see it, but it won't happen to them. It'll be happening to somebody else because they refuse to receive it. They let go of it too quickly. Can you say amen? Amen. So the point is, don't ever give up on the word of God. Don't ever give up on the prophetic word. And you go on to read this. I won't take the time because I've got a lot more to cover. But if you go on to read this, there were four lepers 
who are sitting outside the city gate because they're not allowed in the village uh, because they have leprosy. Under Levitical law, they can't be among the crowd. They can't be in the village. So they're sitting outside the city walls and they know the circumstances. Uh, the enemy is either going to invade and kill them by the sword or they're going to starve to death. Amen. But they're sitting there and finally, if you'll keep reading, one of them says to the others, why sit we here until we die? In other words, in the natural, we have nothing working for us. Everything is against us. But why are we just going to sit here until we die? In other words, I refuse to accept defeat. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, why sit here till we die? In fact, they decided if we're going to die, we're going to do it on the move. That's a whole lot better than just giving up. If it's not going to work, then it's not going to work while I'm still acting on the word. But if I keep acting on the word, it'll work. God is not a man that he should lie. So they said, why sit we here until we die? And then they got up and they started going toward the enemy's camp. Now they've got leprosy and no telling what is their condition and what that leprosy has done to their physical bodies. One of them could have been missing a foot. Uh, they could all have been limping, dragging a foot. But they decided to go into the enemy's camp. We're not going to sit here and just accept defeat. And then God turned their footsteps into the sound of a mighty army. What the enemy heard was not, and they didn't even get up to look. If they'd have got up to look, they'd have saw four lepers dragging themselves but what they heard was a mighty army and it frightened them so <clears throat> that they just got up and run off, left their gold, left their silver, left their food, everything. Just got up and ran off. Would you not call that a marvel, a wonder, an extraordinary manifestation of the greatness of our God? <clears throat> God can do that with people that won't give up. And when they got into the enemy's camp, they saw that no one was there. They left everything. So they began to gather it up. They began to, to eat and strengthen themselves. And then they decided, it's not right that we take all of this with the city, our village. The people are dying of starvation. They don't have anything. They're, they're just waiting until the enemy invades but we need to go tell them what we have seen, what we've discovered. And so they did. And then the rest of the people came out, gathered up, spoiled, and so forth. And notice in verse 16, and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the word of the Lord. Amen. Say that with me. According to the word of the Lord. And when did it happen? Tomorrow. Just like the prophet said. Can you say amen? amen. 
Well, I didn't stand up here and tell you tomorrow you'll have marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestation, but the Lord did tell me to tell you this year. This year. I said this year. Somebody shout this year. Well, the year's not up, hallelujah. There's still time. Glory to God. Do you receive it? Then be steadfast with it. Refuse to give up. Don't accept defeat. God has provided everything we need to live in total victory. We don't have to accept defeat. Living in defeat is actually a curse. Deuteronomy chapter 28 says that living in defeat is a curse. Amen. And the Bible says in Galatians 3.13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Amen. I don't think in terms of defeat because I'm one of the redeemed ones. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm one of the redeemed ones. And since defeat is under the curse, then we don't have to accept it. Amen. I just believe that somehow, some way, God is going to see me through. And he's proven that to me for 50 years now. I've been under some serious attacks over the last 50 years. Physically, financially, many other ways. In the natural, they'd have written me off a long time ago. But God. I said, but God. He just keeps right on coming through. And I like what the Apostle Paul said. He delivered us and he will yet deliver us. Hallelujah. If he's ever delivered you once, he can do it again. Yeah, but you don't know how much money I need. Zeros added to the figure doesn't mean a thing to God. Just as easy for you, for him to get a million dollars to you as it is $10. Amen. I remember when Carol and I were hunting $10 just so we could get some milk and bread for our babies. Amen. Walking the streets looking for Coca-Cola bottles so I could sell them at the store. What'd they get? Two cents a piece or something like that? And find enough bottles to buy a carton of milk. But I knew my walking the streets and looking for Coke bottles is not going to be the end of my story. Hallelujah. And I did it with a smile on my face knowing Praise God, I am headed out of Egypt and I'm going to the promised land. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God proved to me, I don't have any problem getting a million to you no more than I can get 10 million or whatever it takes. Can you say amen? Our God honors and keeps His covenant promises. In the faith-filled four-CD teaching, Our Covenant Keeping God, Jerry Savelle explores the covenant God made with Abraham, a promise of favor and blessing, 
and how the Bible says that we are Abraham's seed and heir to that covenant. When God's blessing and favor are on our life, increase, health, prosperity, and miracles are just the start. God, show me your glory. In the powerful book, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle teaches how a simple five-word declaration can serve as a powerful tool in your life. In its pages, you'll learn the three biblical prerequisites for God's glory, what God's presence can do, how the glory brings triumph in your life, and more. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Covenant of Increase package, including the CD teaching, Our Covenant Keeping God, and the book, Show Me Your Glory. We are heirs of the covenant through salvation. You can expect the glory and blessing of God's covenant to manifest in your life today. You know, one of the first things I learned way back in 1969 from the ministry of Kenneth Copeland, because he was the man God used to get my attention. I was running from God back in those days. I knew I had to call to God on my life, but that's really not what I wanted to do. But when Kenneth Copeland came and preached the word like I'd never heard before, I couldn't run anymore. And one of the first things that I learned from him was that God is a God of integrity. God is a covenant-keeping God. I began to study that covenant, and I found out, praise God, that I'm included in that covenant, and so are you. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, that the Word of God is quick and it is powerful. The Amplified Bible says it's active, it's operative, energizing, and effective. And then I love the message translation. It says, God means what He says and what He says goes. Isn't that powerful? God means what He says and what He says goes. That's your foundation. You know, everything I believe and everything that I expect from God, I found it in His Word. That's the foundation. Once you see it in the Word, then you have every right to believe God for it. I have the attitude, if God didn't intend to do this for me, He should have never put it in my copy of the book. Because once I find it, I'm going for it. And you've heard me say it before, I might be little, but I got a bulldog tenacity. Once I find what God says in His Word, then I'm not going to let go. I'm not going to give up. And Satan, you're in trouble because I am going to keep standing and having done all to stand, I'm going to keep on standing. Why? Because I have a covenant with God and God is faithful. And you can get to the same way. Once you begin to learn that you have a covenant with God and what God says, He means, praise God. So well, I want to encourage you to join me again next week as we continue this study. I'm going to take you right back into the service for the conclusion of it. So make your plans to join with me. Before we leave there, let me remind you that uh, I have a brand new series of tapes, CDs, Our Covenant Keeping God. These are so powerful. I want to encourage you to get them in your home and begin to listen to them, study them. And once again, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you don't know a whole lot about your covenant, I was the same way back in 1969. I didn't even know I had a covenant. I didn't even know God made a covenant. But once I began to study the Word and with the help of men like Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, uh, I began to learn that I had a covenant with God and I began to lean hard on that covenant and that covenant has produced everything that I have today and it'll do the same for you. So our covenant keeping God, four CDs, and right along with it is my book entitled, Show Me Your Glory. God wants to show you His glory. The glory of God is a manifestation of His presence, His power, and His goodness. 
uh, I know that this book will be an inspiration to your life. So place your order today. Go online, jerrysavelle.org, or the ordering information is on the screen. But go ahead and place your order today. Don't delay. Get it in your home as quickly as you can. Join me again next week for the conclusion. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.